so I built it, productized it, shipped it, got like four or five more customers. So you're right a one man show me. right now. You do all, you do everything. I do everything. Yeah, own hundred percent. No investors. Correct. You are listening to conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Spencer Jones. He's an unstoppable learner, currently learning how to build software companies. He's built three products in the past that made zero and shut them all down. Recently, he launched Chime Social in January this year, a Twitter scheduling analytics tool and his first profitable product. Spencer, you ready to take us to the top? Let's go. We love profitable products. Why did you decide to dabble in Twitter analytics as this, uh, this last one in January? Yeah, my last product, I spent 18 months building, like I said, zero revenue. And at the end of that, as you, you have this experience of, I spent a whole bunch of time. Nobody cares what I've built. Nobody wants what I've built. And so I decided this year, I'm going to just, I'm going to do things differently, not overthink it. So I was going to build four products this year, one every three months until something sticks. I wanted to build something that connected with software engineers. Uh, I wanted to get active on Twitter. So I started Chime as Twitter scheduling for software developers. That just didn't work out. You know, got some early customers, early users, but, but they're more like or less like developers don't developers aren't necessarily the persona that you would attach to tweeting a lot, right? Right, right. But I had built some sort of developer specific tools, like being able to kind of, you know, natively do code snippets and stuff like that that were like well formatted and like optimized for posting on Twitter. But people just it it, it wasn't really capturing anybody's attention. So I was doing that in January, uh, but I did get like my first customer in January, Dustin McCaffrey, who was on your show a couple yeah. weeks ago, um, which was, which was awesome. Thanks. And great. yeah, so I just, I just didn't overthink it. I just went for it. And um, after like, after a couple months, not feeling like really much traction there at all. Uh, I thought like I wanted to do, figure out when my followers were active, been doing a bunch of work with the Twitter API. And like figured something out. And at the end of a like working session, I had this chart that showed a graph of like what's my best posting times were based on my followers' activity. Tweeted a picture of that and kind of instantly got some interest from that. Yeah. Um, so I built it, productized it, shipped it, got like four or five more customers. So you're right a one-man show right now. You do all, you do everything. I do everything. Yeah. Own hundred percent. No investors. Correct. Love this. Okay. Uh, I don't want to bury the headline. How many customers today do you have? 
Uh, last I checked, it's somewhere around 70 or 80. 80. Um, oh, great. And, and, and what's the pricing model on this Twitter analytics tool? How much do they pay per month? It is currently $9 per month or $89 per year. Okay. So, so I have so many questions, right? Cause there's a lot of first time, a lot of listeners right now are going, I'm stuck in corporate. I'm going to launch my own SaaS like Spencer. You know, the hard, the hardest part, in my opinion, the hardest part in a SaaS, the whole life cycle from zero to hundreds of millions in revenue is the first customer, like the first paying customer. So yeah. how did you like tell, can you tell the actual story? I mean, who was it and how did you actually get them to stick in the credit card and pay nine bucks a month? Yep. <clears throat> so I started the price point starting out was a little lower, seven bucks a month. And, uh, it, this, it was, it was uh, cheating a little bit because Dustin was running this thing on Twitter said, you know, if you're an indie maker and you don't have any customers yet, like reply to my thing and I will be your first customer. And that kind of blew up. He, I, I think he ended up like being the first customer, like for 60 people's products or something wow. like that. Uh, but he was my first customer and he's still a customer and like just upgraded to the annual plan to sh like show longer support. But that gave me such a huge boost of confidence. So I think that like, if you are just out there trying to get your first customer, you got to hustle a little bit. You got to put yourself out there. You got to reply to that stuff. Um, you got to like, look for people who are talking about your problem and say, Hey, you go use my product. Uh, and getting what I've said is you can get your first customer, then you can get 10. If you can get 10, you can get a hundred. If you can get a hundred, you can get a thousand. So, uh, you just got to get that first one. Yep. No, totally. So 75 customers, six, uh, seven to nine, nine bucks a month each or they pay annually. So you're doing what, like 600, 700 bucks a month right now on MRR. Uh, it's a little lower than that's just under 500. So, okay. Um, great. That's great though. Still. I mean, this is, this is, this is, I mean, this is like a fantastic story. So after Dustin explained to me how you went from 10 to 50 customers. Yep. So, uh, I ran something that like, as I was releasing some of these more analytics focused features, improving the scheduler, I knew I wanted to raise prices. So somebody said, Hey, I've, uh, I've got, I think I said 10 slots left at this pricing point, And then it goes up. Uh, and those were taken in about like in about 24 hours. Who did you say that to though? You tweeted this, it was an email list. What? All everything's on Twitter. Okay. So you um, tweeted it. Yeah. Twitter right now is my only channel, which kind of makes sense because it's a Twitter scheduling and analytics tool. So I want to find people on Twitter. Yep. Yeah. I just was tweeting that to, to folks that are following me on my personal account. Uh, so, so that was a, that was a nice little jump that took it to like 140, 150 or so. And it's kind of been slowly growing. It's great because it's, it's a network tool. So people talk about Chime Social on Twitter. Uh, so other Twitter users find it that way. And then you know, so, so just kind of like continued slow growth, talking, releasing new features, uh, you know, tweeting pictures of what's happening, building in public, and that that gets interest. And then I did an official launch. I actually renamed the product to Chime Social. Did an official launch with like a nice uh, promotion that was like twenty five percent off for one day, just as like a launch thing. And that also got a pretty good bump and got it up to about uh, about the five hundred MRR mark. That is, you, this is. Like this is a this is sort of a microcosm of what you see in a lot of very successful SaaS companies today. To give you some analogies, Nathan Barry, right, ConvertKit. The way he's like driving a lot of growth right now is he's doing these mini competitions. So, so there's some sort of activity or thing that you, as the founder, put into the world, whether it's a tweet because you're increasing price or letting your customers compete. And when they compete, they use you more and end up paying more. 
but doing these like little competition things, I think are, are really powerful. What's the next one? What's your next idea? I am not set on uh, what I'm going to do next to drive some more revenue. I'm releasing, um, going to be releasing some new features around content analytics. A lot of the analytics so far have been focused on timing when your followers are active, all that. And I want to get into kind of optimizing your content and figuring out what, what's working. So when those features go out live, I'm going to do some promotions around that as well. You're at nine bucks a month right now. You've got to go 60, 70 people on that. What happens if you just increase it tonight to, to 47 bucks a month? 47 bucks a month. Um, I'm grandfathering folks in because I, I think that's the right, the, the right thing to do. Um, honestly, I don't know. I don't think that the value is quite there yet. Um, so the way I like to frame that conversation is, if it's 47 bucks a month, I want to know what makes it worth $47 a month. And I think at that price point, you're targeting power Twitter users who are getting financial gain from Twitter, right? Like they're, they're selling, it's an important marketing channel or mm -hmm. something like that. So, uh, my guess is that my conversions would totally tank at that price point, but I think you could have a really interesting conversation around what is worth $47 a month for a Twitter tool. Generally speaking, with most early stage runners I talk to, they always devalue their own tool. They always think it's worth less than what the market actually thinks it is worth, especially mm -hmm. if you just went 18 months with a product that no one paid for and maybe your confidence took hit. And now you're like, I just want to get customers seven bucks, nine bucks. <laughs> Feels really, really good. And so it's always a, it's, it's always a question I'm interested in asking, right? Is, is how do you think about pricing and how do you go up? Do you feel like you potentially do devalue the tool? I mean, have you asked, have you gotten great stories from folks going, oh my gosh, this is so cheap. I'm using it. It saves me three hours a day. Yeah, I, I haven't gotten any feedback like that. I do know that I've gotten folks from competitive products that are priced higher saying wow. that was too much. So, um, and, and Chime Social is kind of right in where some some other products are. Yep. So uh, I'm a little nervous based on the fact that I've gotten price sensitive customers coming from other products going, that was too high. So. Yep, yep. When, when they come to you and after they sign up and they say it's too high, do you ever ask them, Hey, what could they have added that would have made that price point totally worth it for you? And, and do you get any product ideas that way? How do you get, I mean, this is one of the things you have to do. You're a solo guy. So you've got to prioritize feature, feature releases. How do you sort of decide when to listen and when to not listen to your customers? Yeah. Um, I, I'm the, I'm the primary user of my product and that's, that's a dangerous spot to be because sometimes you build something just for yourself. Uh, why is that so, dangerous? Hmm. Why is that? I think a lot of people listening will go, oh, no, that's a great thing. Why, why would you consider it dangerous? Why is this dangerous? So uh, Arvid, uh, Arvid Call had a great episode on his podcast, The Bootstrap Founder, where he really dives into this. But the danger is that you, you are facing a problem and either you're the only one who faces that problem or the solution that you build, you're the only one who wants a solution like that. So you really have to balance building something for yourself with with validation from other people who say, yes, like I want that solution or yes, I experienced that problem in the same way. Um, so if like, if you're going building something is, is actually a profitable business, which I think is what we're, what we're after here. So I think that that is a danger. So, um, but I have, I have a vision in my head for where I want to go with time. And there's a set of features that I want and I want it to be uh, a really awesome Twitter tool generally. So um, stuff around, stuff around content, stuff around multiple accounts, uh, stuff around managing your mentions. All this are pains that I experience as a, uh, like as a, you know, I don't know, power Twitter user. 
But I balance that with when I have something I want to build, I will tweet about it. I'll ask people, hey, does anybody else experience this thing? Do you have this problem? Put up a screenshot of something I'm working on. Hey, if I release this as a as a feature, would you want to use it? Stuff like that. And and I get a lot of signal that way to make sure that I'm still on the right track. Yep. No, that all makes good sense. Now you are bootstrapped and team of one today, right? Correct. Any plans to raise or add more people to the team to speed up production? <clears throat> no. <laughs> uh, I am uh, I am in chats with a, a fellow to partner up. So I should I guess I should modify that. Um, so we're planning on partnering up and releasing a, a native iOS app, um, which have been like test driving for a while, and it's it's really awesome. And I think that's that is a huge value add. So this this fellow's a iOS developer, and so we'd be partnering on that. Mm-hmm. How um, many people listening would go, man? He went eighteen months not paying himself with a failed project, and then he had some before that. This one right now is up to five hundred bucks a month. I would love to do that, but I can't live off five hundred dollars a month in revenue, even if I took all that as just my own my own profits. How have you sort of um, modeled your personal life to give yourself this flexibility. So uh, this this is an important part of the story. Uh, this is a side project. I'm I work full time during the day. When do you, when 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 do you cut bait? When do you force yourself to go all in on Chime? Um, I think it's I think it's going to be a while. Uh, we live in a fairly expensive area. Uh, I've got a wife and two kids, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, in the fifteen thousand MRR range. That's where you need to get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what what's the full time gig? What are you working at? I'm a software engineer at a company called Morning Console. Okay, very cool. So, so you're in the same world, software development. It's not like you're you're like an architect with a soft SaaS side project or something. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm a software developer there. But the the awesome thing about doing a side project, especially as a kind of one person thing, is that. I'm thinking about marketing. I'm thinking about distribution channels. I'm like doing design and product development. Where you work in a you know a large software company, you're you're more or less pigeonholed into just like I just write software in my in my day job. But with Chime Social, I get to do everything, which is which is really fun. That's on that note. Let's wrap up with the famous five number one favorite book. Uh, <clears throat> I would say April Dunford's obviously awesome. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? I'm I'm paying a lot of attention to Damon Chen, his story on Twitter. He's doing some awesome stuff, just quit his job. And also April Lynn Alter, uh, she's doing some really cool stuff with Tenderfoot. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Chime? I'm a big fan of Render. What, what is it? Render.what? Render.com. They're kind of like a simplified Heroku. Interesting. Okay. Number four, uh, or uh, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night? Uh, four to six. Or it's like kiddos, it sounds like. So, so you mentioned married. How many kids? Two kids. Two kids. Okay. And how old are you? 31. 31. Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Sales. <laughs> I wish I knew that when I was 32. So, <laughs> <laughs> Guys, there you have it. Chime.so. Broke his first 70, 80 customers, call it. Doing 400, 500 bucks a month in revenue. 6,000 bucks in ARR. He's bootstrapped. One man team launched back in January. So nice growth first four months. Question is, what will he do next? Will he ever stop the full-time gig and go all in on the side project? For now, though, he's having fun building. He's having fun catering to his users and building this tool ultimately for himself as the number one power user. Spencer, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks, Nathan.